Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Castle Rock Season 1 Episode 4, it is called The Box. So full spoilers for the episode as always. You know, I was thinking throughout this one that this was the most subdued episode of the four. Because up, up, yeah. up until the last like few minutes it was, it was kind of... Like it was, there was everything was sort of trickling along, and you had Henry looking into his past, and you know moving his father and stuff, and uh, a little bit with Molly, uh, but but not like a super like I felt like there wasn't the same through line throughout the episode that was keeping me as hooked, right? It wasn't Funny, quite because I thought that you know like about three quarters through thing, and this this is probably my favorite episode so far. Interesting, interesting. I'll be curious to see why, uh, but the last five minutes shot it into the stratosphere. <laughs> And I'm going to I'm going to call it something. I'm going to say they pulled a Doyle. Um, and you might hate me because I'm going to you know, you know the spin-off to the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer, of course, is where Doyle comes from, and we're pulling a Doyle, um, as I I have coined it or I stole from someone else and can't remember that I stole it. Uh, regardless, uh, they pulled a Doyle, which basically all I mean by that is that they had someone who seemed like they were a main cast member who was going to be here for the duration of the, at least at least the season and be like a main member of the cast but actually gets killed off quite early on um and we but had the, but notably not the first episode but not the first episode yeah a few, a few in just enough you know uh, yeah. in fact compared to angel angel was like episode like nine but out of 22 versus this which is out of 10 that's actually about the same proportionally it's yeah. actually pretty similar yeah it's about the same ratio uh so Zaliski, this is the first thing we have to talk about. Is Zaliski at the end of the episode, um, because there's a moment in the middle where he makes it very clear to Henry that he's he's really looking forward to exposing Shawshank because it's so corrupt. The guards are so awful to everyone, um, which actually ties back into the movie in some ways. It's because in the movie, like, you know, the warden's corrupt and he's making the the prisoners do things for him, and yeah. they'll openly kill prisoners if they don't like them, and you know, all sorts of things. And he's ready to like, expose corruption. He feels kind of sick, you know, being part of that world. And he sort of sees Castle Rock as this, you know, awful place where every, all the, as he puts it, the bad people stick around here because they can get away with it, and that's why the town's so bad. And he, you know, he's and he's really determined to sort of make a change. And there's that moment where he he goes to speak to the kid, and he wants to fist bump him. And even just the way that it was shot and directed by the editing, and the way it did the close-up of the fist touching, I went, oh no, he touched them. I know, no. I know, I'm like, uh-oh, we know how this ends. Yeah, cut, cut to Jane Levi last episode going, uh-oh. That that was yeah. that, that was that was me watching watching yeah, the we could we could have done what they're doing that this episode too, just, we, we just to have her in the episode. She was oddly absent, we could have just cut to that shot, I mean it would make no sense why she'd be saying it at that point in time but I'd have taken it would it, would it still improve the episode so I was I was okay I was worried and I'm like I, I didn't think he was going to get cancer because I know we were talking about oh, him touching just giving people cancer I thought no nah, I think it's going to be more complex than that I don't think it's just going to be yeah, one it's, thing it's more like a curse right yeah um, and because we, we, towards the start of the, the episode there's a, a sort of montage with Zaluski coming to work and we see multiple times throughout the episode that whenever he he uh, swaps places with the, the the previous shift, the woman who's in the camera room. Uh, she always gives a little dig, like, "Hey, smile!" You know, smiling wouldn't kill you. You know, cheer up. Uh, and he does this really fake smile every time. Yeah. Um, so, and what it, I appreciated most about that, yeah, is he does the fake smile with his back to her. She's not even seeing the fake smile. He just does it anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
It's, it's that kind of thing where you just give someone the finger behind their back. You just you need to let it yeah. out. It's not, it's not about them seeing it. It's just about yeah doing it. Uh, but and then eventually he starts like drawing smelly faces on the on the monitors and so on. So the all episode, I'm like, okay, where's this going? And I guess to the end, and it turns out that that shot, that 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 ending of episode one where he saw the dead bodies, is actually was something of a premonition almost, um, mm. from from the kid, uh, where Zaluski just takes out the gun like he did in episode one, uh, which again that that entire scene or the start of episode two rather, that entire scene where he reacts to that and goes out with a gun was also kind of foreshadowing because he almost shoots a guard, um, here. And the way that's a shot is really nice as well, actually, because it it, sh- it shoots it all through the security cameras. You, the, yeah. And it's not even just like it cuts to the cameras; it's watching the wall of monitors, and the camera just pans between the monitors, depending on which one the it, actions it happen. Pan that much because of the the screen space that's there. Yeah. You kind of just follow it with your eyes as it moves across. It's it's very clever. Yeah, there would be like four monitors at a time, and it would shift in another four, and then it would kind of yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was really effective, and it's really upbeat music playing as he essentially walks around the prison, con- you know, uh, committing a mass shooting and just shooting the guards, um, Terminator style, basically. Uh, you know, and then we we eventually cut to one where he um, he just turns round and shoots someone in the back, and he, he keeps going. And Henry's in the prison at this because because obviously Henry earlier on what he goes through in the episode, it leads him to decide to just take the deal. He's like, I'm going to leave, I can't be here anymore, this is too much for personal reasons. And he tells Zaluski this, and that clearly hits him, that hits him hard. And not that I think that's the sole reason, obviously I think the kid's influence is what's really triggering this, but yeah. that's the kind of the, the, the actual real world trigger, if you will. And, you know, so so Henry's there, and it's actually Zaluski's just about to get to him, and Henry sees him kill someone, and he's terrified. What's what's happening here? He's he's in shock, and that's when the flashbangs come in, and you know, you know, Zaluski just well, gets I, killed. I, I, yeah, I think it's worth noting as well before the flashbang goes off, Zaluski says, "No, I want to testify," which yeah. kind of goes against his his action that he's doing because he he knows how this is going to end, right? Do do doing this in a prison. With I'd, armed guards, I think They're I would gonna de- shoot first. See, I think I would debate that he knows anything right now. Yeah, like I, I don't know if he's thinking about the consequences of what he's doing. Like I feel like he's just, I don't want to say on autopilot, but because of the influence of of the kid, I, I don't necessarily think he actually is considering what this will lead to. Yeah. Okay. See, that that's why I think is the for me the dichotomy is what he's saying is you know he wants to be you know alive and testify and then but what he's doing is is you know it's it's almost a suicide run because of what the kids kind of making him do almost sure but i don't think he i don't i don't think he's making this conscious choice to do this i guess is what i'm saying um i i think when he says that at the end that's him being honest that's him sort of his real feelings coming out but I, 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 it's almost like a darkly humorous moment because you know that that ain't going to happen. Yeah, though. yeah. See, that, the, the way I'm reading it is, you know, like you say, oh, he's on autopilot. I, I agree with that more. Like, you know, he's doing this because he has to, because of you know, the, because of the fist bump. Yeah. And w- when he gets there and says, "I want to testify," that's almost like a, a sobering moment of, uh, he, he uh, you know, okay, trying okay. to just to say that against that he's not really sure why he's doing this almost. Oh sure, yeah, no, no, I agree with that. So sobering is a good word for it. It's like, it's like that. 
if you can even call it sobering, like, I don't know even if it's that far. If it's just a, it's like a almost just a glimpse of really him peeking through. Yeah. You know, midst, it's like seeing Henry's kind of woken him up just a little bit, just to, just yeah. to say what, what he's actually feeling. Um, and you know, we end the episode with his dead body lying there, and I'm like, damn, they killed him. I'm like. I think what I appreciate about this is that they did set him up. He felt like one of the main characters who was going to be here all season. You know, we knew he had yeah. a kid in the way. We, we'd been following his story independently of the other characters. He felt like a main character of the show. So it's actually kind of surprising to find out that, he no, he's done by episode four. We, are, we have used him to show how dangerous the kid is. It's one yeah. thing him giving I, the you know, convict cancer. It's another thing making someone who, from what we've seen, is a good person going a shooting spree yeah i i think it's it, it's quite amusing because after we you know a little bit after we finished recording the last episode mm. uh you said to me oh we, we forgot to talk about a small scene with Zalewski. yes and i went oh never mind we'll just talk about it when it's relevant because it'll be around you know it'll come up again at some <laughs> yeah. point just assuming well you know he's around all season it'll be relevant at some point later and we'll you know bring it back up then yeah, yeah forget that well, I think now thinking back to that scene, the scene where I was talking about uh, last episode was when he's he's talking to Henry, and he brings up that he might want to be a lawyer. Like, how long does it take? And he's like, oh, maybe you can put in a reference for me or something like that. Um, mm. And he just kind of awkwardly says, "Oh, sure." Like he doesn't even know how to respond to it, as if, "Oh, that's you know, it's futile now." Maybe even though it isn't necessarily, yeah. he's not that old. He could he could change careers, whatever. But. I think the point of that scene now, much like his his wife having a kid in the way. Is like it's all this like humanizing. He's maybe he's, he's got a whole life ahead of him that could be something completely different. He could get out of here. He could do other things. It's to add to the the, the basically the, the heartache of 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 this is, yeah. tragedy, you know, for him. No, uh, no, I agree. And uh, as I said, just it, I thought you know at the time, oh, this will come up again later. You know, in more context, not just that it. Oh, it's just there just to make him seem like a more fully fleshed out character. Yeah. Um, which is fine because once you realise, no, oh, this is what it was leading to, it's absolutely fine. Uh, it is, yeah. So that that is uh, that, 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 that's the end of Zaluski. I, it's, it's really surprising. I, I it was as well as things where I sort of smiled as, as I mean, it's almost sounds sick, but I was smiling as the final shot was playing because I went, huh, good for them. They 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 pulled that off. Like I, I did not see this coming that he was no, you know going to go out like this. Uh, that that entire final sequence was completely just like I knew something was going to happen with them to prove you know to show us that the kid could do stuff right, yeah. um, and we had the scene earlier on where he intimidated the other guy uh, Gordon where he, he you know scared him so he he comes at intimidate him oh I was in Iraq and I did this and you know blah 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 and he just like he scares him out of the cell and shuts himself in and it was just like oh he's intimidating okay right so we're getting that yeah but this at the end this is like no no he can he can make someone do this like he can completely not only ruin someone's life and you know result in in this case their death but also just kill so many people from it the question now is is the kid consciously choosing to do this or is it just out of his control because Zaluski was being nice to him. You know, he, he was he was saying, oh, "I'm I'm gonna look out for you. Don't worry." I don't know. I feel like the look in his face at a couple of points was telling me that he 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 knew, or he he at least he at least approved of what was happening. He's see, I don't know, because there were points where 
you know, like in the lead up to the fist bump, he looked concerned before he did it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe you could read it as just confusion as to you know what what's going on with the fist bump. Yeah, but I don't know. It looked like he he wasn't sure if if he should be doing this or not. Like he he didn't know what would happen. Ah, and hmm. I I think we need more on like how he became this way. I guess. We do, yeah. Uh, or like how how it works but you know is there just evil inside him and he's just kind of the carrier for it or like is he himself evil um yeah i'm sure that's something we'll explore a little bit more as we as we go down the story but um no very very interesting that was a ballsy ending like the ending uh because i don't know if i'd say it was the weakest of the episodes so far for me up until that point but the ending really shot up the way like it really did Mm. Um, big oh, ending. Uh, so, so yeah. So, so in terms of the, the other stuff with um, with Henry, this episode, uh, he's got a lot of drama going on. He, you know, he's trying to move his father out of this. What turns out to be like a just a a, a plot somewhere. There's just this shithole. Yeah, he describes it as just a landfill. There's not, there's not even like tombstones out there. It's just little markers, just little little yeah. flags, almost just saying who's who. Um, and he's like determined to take it away. He wants to move his mum uh, close to close to him uh, in Austin, where there's like a there's like an old folks home that he can send her to. Uh, of, of course, Pangborn's not very happy about this. But what really comes out of all this is that um, a his mother finds out that he, he wants to move her, and she she gets really defensive about that. She also skirts any questions about his you know his missing incident as a kid, uh, and there's a lot more of that in this episode as well. Uh, actually, I really like the, the visual effect. Well, I say visual effect. The the the, the film effect uh, of like there's these little glimpses of flashbacks that he's having when he's dreaming. Yeah. And it looks kind of like oh here's some blurry eighties you know grainy film footage. I was into that. It is yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I was into it so much. I'm like you know what? I wouldn't even say no to the whole show looking <laughs> like it was you know grainy yeah, and f- filmy from the eighties. I feel like it would fit the overall tone. In fact, one of my favorite shots of the episode. Uh, is just before Ruth sees the casket uh, that's been transported uh, there's like a shot of the town when it's just pouring a rain and I just really liked that shot I was like oh yeah this fits the mood like Castle Rock just in pouring rain no no I agree I think each episode has a couple like, like last episode it was um, early on in, in the dream sequence at the start where it just it just lingers on the church outside and this it's it's this really long shot compared to most shots in the in the episode of it just panning down the church and just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, that was a really nice shot. And it's, it's, it's the same here. You know, just every episode, there's like one or two of those that just stand out. Yeah, but, but I'm certain, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, so... So we lead to this other character, this, this suspect. He's looking through the old newspapers and he sees this suspect out in the woods and he inquires if they're still around. He goes out to check... And he finds the you know, the the titular box uh, behind this this really torn down house. There's a piano that's you know a grand piano has literally came through a floor, and the floor's just got this big hole, and there's just you know chaos. Yeah. And the guy who lives here comes back, and apparently is a barber who operates here. Although I don't know why anyone would drive to the woods uh, and go into a place that looks like this to get a haircut, but you know. Me either. But you know whatever whatever Castle Rock be Castle Rock, and. You know, Henry starts to talk to him about this stuff, and turns. He's like, "No, no, I inherited this place from my brother." But he's like, "No, I always lived here, and I was questioned." You know, eventually it gets a little bit weird, and he's got like the police report and a box under his bed, and he shows Henry it. I I appreciate how friendly, creepy this guy was. 
He was, yeah. He was kind of like friendly, especially when he realised who he was. When he's like, "Oh, you're him. You're him. You're the kid." He got kind of almost excited by it. Yeah, um, and I liked the mixture of emotions from Henry. It was like, okay, I'm an adult now. I don't need to be scared. But there was a moment where he got really close. That he, he got kind of freaked out by. He, he sort of backed away. And it's this idea that he doesn't really remember any of this time when he was taken. You know, if he was taken mm-hmm. as a kid. But he's having these glimpses, and then you know it's just kind of like the feelings kind of coming back, like the feeling of the the fear that he maybe had was is kind of there, yeah. um, and he he kind of you know he, he gets out in a in a rush, but uh, you know he he looks at the police report and he's like, hey, this wasn't done properly, like this wasn't like seen through at all. Oh, and the only person who came and actually you know did the search and interviewed this guy, oh look at that, it's just Pangborn. So he goes to speak to Pangborn, and. He's like, you know, he's like, oh, why I didn't you do your that, goddamn job? One of those other shots that I realised is him walking through the house. Uh, oh, sure, coming yeah. Coming back to this here, you know, and, and you know, his, his mother's is there, and and you know, Pangborn's out in the back, and it's just, it, it follows him through the house. I thought that was a really good atmospheric shot as well. Yeah, I think it works really well, because you know he's, like, building up to go and confront him. Like, he's got this pent-up, yeah. you know, like, discussion that he really wants to have. So it's, it's a nice bit of build-up to that, because that's how he feels going out of the scene. And Pangborn just kind of like hits back with, no, let's just cut to the chase here, right? It's like, no, like you're, you, he told me. Your dad told me you did it, that you, you're the one who tried to kill him. Yeah. He wrote it down. He couldn't speak, but he wrote it down. He said, Henry did it. Now, I've got a funny feeling that the context of that phrase might actually be something different, but... Uh, I, I believe it refers to something else here, yes. yeah. But not, not Stephen King's it. N- no, no. See, this is where it gets confusing, because we're already discussing King... And you know we got we we've got it himself, it, you know, locked up in a prison. Yes. Just you know, be be better with your title. Whoa, whoa. What do you mean it itself? Pennywise. He's not called it. That's not a character's name. No, I know, but he is it. So I'm just you know. <laughs> He's what? Don't be a dick. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway. Um... So and obviously like, Henry's taken aback by this. He's like, no, that's not true. That's a lie. But like he's kind of hit by it. And you know, there's a couple of scenes with Molly where he's talking to her about you know he feels this guilt. And I think this is before this scene, but he's talking to her. And it's interesting they're just at the bar, just casually chatting. This is earlier on when uh, when Zelensky mm. comes to speak to him, and he gets you get some of that character stuff. But he's talking yeah, to Molly, and it, it feels like she was going to tell him the truth about uh, yeah. what she did. It's like, because obviously he's feeling guilty, and she's like, "Well, hey, don't don't take all the guilt because <laughs> I mean, I'm the one who actually did it." Yeah, I'm, I mean, you you may have tried to, and maybe that's why I wanted to because I could feel that. Which, by the way, someone pointed out in the comments for episode three that um, in the flashback in last episode, when the police officer comes to speak to her, uh, the room's really warm, but she feels really cold, like he would be out in the forest. Uh, yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, apparently, you could actually see her breath in that scene. I don't know if I caught that, mm. uh, but that would suggest she she physically feels things that he does. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's true. Because uh, there's a moment in this episode actually, she 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 knows he's coming by, because she 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 feels what he was just thinking about or whatever. You hear those thoughts? Like, yeah, it's that conversation with Pangborn. You know, yeah. Oh, Henry did it. Yeah. Uh, so that's a really good moment. Um, I actually, I mean, it's it's almost uh, just a little standalone thing, but I actually really enjoyed the humor. Of her showing the the couple the, the the lacy house, and she's like hiding things that show who who it belonged to, 
and they find the urn and it just cuts to them sitting down because she's done a pretty good job selling the house and she's like ah oh, double pane glass and you know you'll, you'll like this view in the winter and blah 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 and it just cuts to them after he finds the urn it cuts cuts to them sitting on the couch and she's like now we didn't have to disclose anything because technically he didn't kill himself on the property so the property's in the clear I mean it's not wrong what's the big deal didn't die there people die all the time of course you of course of course you own the house of someone that died hey hey well first of all i moved in here when it was brand new so i know i didn't secondly Uh, okay uh, most people secondly the problem here isn't that he could have died in the house the problem is that he might have been a creepy sex pervert who kidnapped a kid well yeah that's the problem it's not that he's dead well I, i know but no, just, just, it's just a house. That's why it's funny when she says he didn't die in the property. Like, so what? <laughs> that's the, the problem. That, that's that's kind of why yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but it's just a house, and who cares? And, it, and then she basically, it's just a feeling. You feel a bit weird. I, I don't get that. Oh come on! You tell me if you if you knew the house that you were moving into, or not so much you were moving into, but you were considering moving into a house, but then you found out. Oh, a a like ten times like murderer rapist live here. You wouldn't feel a bit weird about moving out of that house. Yeah, you just redecorate, don't you? Make it your own. <laughs> Someone's got to live there. If anything, you go. All right, fine, but I want it cheaper. <laughs> Depending on what they did, I could take a cheaper price. I th- I think there is a line though where I would just feel a bit weird about it. It's like, eh, I don't want to. I mean, as long as they weren't doing it on the property how did you know they weren't doing it on the property <laughs> well no this is the point here you know presumably he didn't do anything in the house you don't know that for so, sure though I don't know what the problem is Yeah, no, you can never know that for sure if it's something that the person who lived there before was doing on a regular basis who's to say he didn't bring his thing home with him once or twice there's a lot of assumptions being made here I've just I, I, I would get not wanting to move into a house with someone who kidnapped children, alright? I would, you know... I'm just saying, you redecorate, you put in your own furniture. There's no trace of them there anyway. It's not about trace, it's just about knowing. Clearly, I just, I'm just not bothered by this. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I'm particularly squeamish on the subject. I just think there's definitely a line where I'm like, you know what, I don't want to move out of that house. It's fine, I'll move somewhere else. I mean, sure. You know, you, you do you. You you go pay more for somewhere else in a in a in a, a less ideal location. You say that as if everyone gets an option when they're buying a house to to like. There's always that section where it's like, oh, here's where all the murders and stuff happened, and you can get a cheaper deal. As if that's a section on like house eBay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish it was. I'd so so be using that. <laughs> here's the cheap houses. What's wrong with it? Oh, there was a murder here. Oh, this one had like a. This one's haunted. To say as so, I thought. See, no, see, I feel like if you say it's haunted, that drives the price up because you have people interested in that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You get the weirdos who'll be into that. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't mind that for cheaper. I mean, I, I wouldn't believe it was haunted, but if you're telling me it's haunted, I want a cheaper price. I, I'm not paying. I'm not paying a premium for the haunting. No, no, but you, you know there are some people that will. <laughs> uh, but okay, what type of haunting? Is it a demon? Is it an ice ghost? I, mean, I think as long as it's not a poltergeist, right? Poltergeist is just annoying. Oh, demon's not much better. 
Nah, but you, you whatever. A you you like, can deal with a demon. A demon's like full on evil. <laughs> yeah, but you can deal with demons. Poltergeists are just there. How can you say you can deal with demons so casually as if it's like, as a set rules? Like you've seen some horror movies. That doesn't mean it applies if it was real. I mean, why not? You can deal with demons like you can. Oh, you can repaint the walls to cover that stain. That <laughs> shut up. Look, all I'm saying is, so if demons are real, no, no, no. If demons are real, then at least some of the horror movies have to be right about how to deal with them. There just, there just has to be. There's this, enough of them. This logic is absolute nonsense. The way you, you so matter of fact, or you can deal with a demon. <laughs> It just, just how it seems in my mind. <laughs> anyway, what, what, what are we talking about? We're very off track. Uh, uh, the, the house sale. Yes, yes. It was just a funny, it was just a fun sequence. That's all I was getting. It was, yeah. Fun sequence. Uh, but no, Molly hearing things um, and feeling things. I still think she's going to be key to taking on taking on the kid in some capacity or understanding him in some capacity. Um, yeah, maybe not taking on, but understanding definitely. Yeah, uh, I can definitely see that, that that being that being the case. Yeah, it was that was an interesting episode. I I think I think maybe where I wasn't feeling it as much for the first little chunk is that I don't know if I was as into the the dude in the woods. I guess <laughs> like that that investigation part of it, I don't think I was as into that as I have been some of the other stuff in the past few episodes. Okay. See, for, for me, the reason I say this is, is probably my favourite is, is it felt... Uh, and, you know, I, I had that thought before the ending st- sequence as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is it felt like a really balanced episode to me. Okay. Um, especially coming off the last one, um, where this one I felt like I got... I mainly followed Henry. I got a good dose of the... I got a good, a good dose of the case with the kid and Zalewski. Uh, you know, just some of that mystery. I got a, a decent chunk of his, his backstory, that flashback, that mystery. Um... I appreciated seeing more with the with the mother and and Pam Borneo, that stuff there. It all felt like it tied quite nicely, and and it felt like it, it fit together and it flowed. And the Molly stuff was, you know, it added. This is this is where I like Molly best, is you know, where she just adds to the episode like this. Yeah, it's worth mentioning as well. Um, speaking of Pam and the mother, that Henry basically figures out that hey, you were already like having some sort of an affair but you know before before my father died because you you were out there when i was presumed dead not because it was still your job to do that but because you cared about my mother and you you you, you were making the extra effort because of that um so he he deduces that i mean that that's that's how you get some brownie points right F- find the missing kid i mean I don't know. Call call me crazy. Call me call me crazy. I I don't I don't typically chat up women who have just lost a kid. I feel like that's not the 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 opportune time and, where and, they're in the mood for some and company. And the husband, we should point out. And the husband. I'm even just ignoring the husband. I just feel like it's not the time where they're thinking about dating. <laughs> you know. No, 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 no. It's not. But he's thinking about. It. He's like, you know, I get the kid back. Give it three months when she's you know relaxed and calmed down a bit. She'll remember I did this. Yeah, I mean, so just to, just to establish the, the reasoning, the, the lessons we've learned about Connor here in this episode, <laughs> he is okay with moving into a house where there was an entire family butchered to death with a, a crazy axe murderer, and he also sees the dating potential 
and uh, mothers who have lost their children because you can find the kid. It wouldn't be surprising me if Connor's planning to kidnap a kid just so he can just so he can be the one who saves them later. Nah, nah I'm good. All right, I'm just I don't know. I'm learning lots of. And let's not forget the demons. You can deal with demons, no problem. I feel I feel like you. If, would, we're, going, if we're going through all the other lessons that we've learned today, you would fit in, in Castle Rock. You belong there with all that corruption and the evil. <laughs> Thank you. I think. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But yeah, that was that was the episode. That was that was this episode of Castle Rock. Uh, I mean, it was still good. Like, I, I don't want to be uh, like. I mean, I, I love the ending anyway. But like, I don't want to be too down. The rest of it, it was like it was like solidly fine. Like you know, it was doing. It was. I like the character still. Uh, it's progressing things forward. Um, I like that. There is more of a partnership between Henry and Molly, kind of blossoming rather than just you know this weird well we have to have a partnership somewhere seeing as Zalewski's not there to play that role anymore of course of course um and I'm sure Jackie will come into that and help in some capacity and and whatever uh a little bit concerned though she she could be someone who ends up meeting him at the prison because she's doing the whole bible thing um and could get in harm's way so that that could be kind of where we end up going with that but mm. um Unless we're unless we're, we're we're going to do the Shining, but with Jackie Torrance instead of Jack Torrance in season two, in which case, fine, we'll do that then. Yeah, which which actually just it does bring me on to that. Uh, while while we're on the topic, mm-hmm. do you think Molly's uh, powers are some form of the Shine? Uh, I hadn't really thought about that. I would say uh, I would guess not because the because sh- the shining it was more about like dead people right it was more about hearing and seeing dead people specifically in that I think but obviously I know I know King's used it in a few other places in his books right and yeah. I think it's more just psychic powers in general right I mean if 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 they, if they tell me that later then sure I mean right now I would assume it's not because of that but if they tell me it encompasses all types of telepathy and psychic powers and whatnot. See, there's uh, sure. my vague understanding from you know what I've heard is that it's just you know the, the just psychic powers in general like is is where it expanded into. Yeah, but um, yeah, maybe then if if that's the case. But I, I would have assumed mm. the shining from what I know from the movie is just no, it's yeah. just uh, it's just you know it's just just uh, your your sixth sense still. Yeah, yeah, shenanigans. No, uh, but hey uh, so yeah that, that is episode 4 of, of Castle Rock we'll be back next week with episode 5 uh, maybe, maybe even sooner than this one was This was, I mean this wasn't too bad this was uh, Thursday we're getting this done and up late uh, but maybe next week it could maybe Wednesday but maybe Thursday again but either way it won't be as late as the, the first three were because of tech issues and whatnot. so uh, but let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff get us on the twitters at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates if you want to support the channel and support everything we do here and keep the reviews coming head over to patreon.com slash TV and you can support us over there for as little as a dollar a month um, and that is greatly appreciated if you can all the other stuff does help as well uh, it's also, also worth mentioning these reviews go up on our almost cancelled TV review uh, audio feed uh, where a lot of the different TV shows reviews go up as audio podcasts and you can check out that there's a link in the description as well as on Patreon so check that out too uh, but that is us so thank you very much once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys have you got any vanilla